This podcast contains strong language and adult themes, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hey everyone, welcome to Lakeshore and Limbo, an improvised occult noir story told using tabletop role-playing game rules. Since our investigators are starting another new case, I wanted to take a minute to welcome new listeners and give you everything you need to jump in here. Any new case is a great place to start listening, but if you want to avoid spoilers for earlier episodes, stop this one, go back, and listen to those. We'll be right here when you get back. If you've never heard of a role-playing game before, it's a storytelling game where one player, myself, describes the story's world to the rest of the players, CJ, Tina, and Nathan, who play the protagonists and decide what they want to do. We use a storytelling game called Foo, which stands for Freeform Universal, and there are two main rules. Rule number one, if the characters want to do something that might fail, that player will roll a six-sided die. They're trying to beat the odds, meaning that odd numbers are varying degrees of bad and even numbers are varying degrees of good. Here's how the numbers break down. On a six, yes, they succeed and something else good happens. On a five, no, they fail, but something good also happens. On a four, yes, they succeed. On a three, no, they fail. On a two, yes, they succeed, but something bad also happens. And on a one, no, they fail, and something else bad happens. Depending on their chances, they might roll more than one die and get to take the best one, or they might have to take the worst one. Rule number two, they've also each got mysterious powers, but they have to spend their precious poker chips to use them, and they can only get their chips back by doing stuff I think is cool. Okay, that's it for the rules. Lakeshore and Limbo is a story about a detective agency that specializes in occult crimes, run by the former Angel, turned Golden Age Hollywood film star, turned investigator, Vincent Melody, played by C.J. Tor, his crotchety alchemist partner, Abe Cohen, played by Nathan Kaplan, and Sassy, a young woman with a criminal past who also used to be a cat, played by Tina R. Fay, and it's narrated by me, James Harvey Freely. And now... The sun sets over the second city. Graves yawn and shadows stretch as the night comes awake. And you're on a strange corner of Chicago where mysteries gather. At Lakeshore and Limbo. There is a buzz at the bell of Melody Investigations that sounds like an angry hornet. The mail has arrived. Something the investigators have been waiting for, hoping for, because Vince recently asked his contact at the police, Lucas Sampson, to send him anything he could find that might have to do with the mad scientist, Dr. Lancaster, who was responsible for Sassy's transformation from a cat into a human. And this is the first time such a clue has crossed Samson's desk. Vince sets the package on a table in the artifact room. They gather around with bated breath. So this is something Vince would have told me about. And I, I don't know. Vince, are you telling her? Oh, yeah, I think so. 
Okay. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't think I told her I was asking about it as not to want to get her hopes up. But the second he responded, I have something, I think she just found out. I don't think I want to see him. I have no interest in. Okay. I'm, I'm a little like scared of, of him okay. in a sense. I'm like traumatized. I understand. And Sassy, you don't have to take part in this, but I do want to stop him from doing this to any other animals or human beings or. Do whatever, else? I don't care. I don't fucking, I don't care. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Do whatever, I don't care. <laughs> and I'm like against the wall. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, well, I, I believe I will open this package then and with just... Whatever, do, do whatever. I don't care. I don't, I, don't, I don't give a shit. Abe comes in with a bowl of Fruit Loops and goes, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> We're, uh, this package came from Samson and its uh, contents could give us some information about the doctor that is responsible for Sassy's transformation. Yeah, uh, is that why you're up against a wall right now? What? No, I'm just it- I'm just sharpening my knives, and I have my sick dagger and <laughs> the other knife that I had found <laughs> at another adventure. Um, and I'm like I'm like sharpening them against each other, <laughs> just cool. just ruining them, <laughs> just wrecking them because I'm anxious. <laughs> All right, now I will carefully open. Like so? From this plain cardboard box with Lucas's handwriting on it comes an almost normal-looking microscope, but with a simple label. But with a simple label that reads, Property of Lancaster Labs, Vermin Communication Project. Where a slide should be is an exposed circuit board. Vince... This is a surprise to you, and actually, I think Abe and Sassy, too, because you've seen one of these before. However, it was stolen from you. Wait, the circuit board or the microscope? No, you've seen, you've seen one of these, you've seen one of these microscopes before. Before you were on to Sassy's entire thing, uh, you guys had an intern. Uh, his da- name was David Tanaka, and he's, he just like, I guess he was mad that you weren't paying him, and, uh, he just fucking, uh, booked it with this thing, and you never, you never got it back. You never heard from that asshole again. Abe, Abe, do you recognize this microscope? Yeah, that's that's Dave's microscope. Was well, that Dave's microscope? It was our microscope that Dave stole. Well, yeah, Dave was Dave used it though. And if he Every stole it, I guess it was it. his, huh? Well, it became his. Well, no, like I bought that bowl you're using, Abe, but you're using it currently. It's still my bowl. Yeah, no, this is my bowl. <laughs> It's my cereal bowl. I eat cereal out of it every day. <laughs> okay. Let's say it's our bowl. This is our microscope. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. But Dave, Dave did like that microscope. Oh, yes. He would always, he would always look into it. That was it his and he job. Would, he would. Yeah, but he would look into it. He would, he would have a great time. And then I'd come in and I'd say, hey, Dave, how's it going? He goes, my name's David. And I, and I just didn't. <laughs> so, side note, like, time out. I'm assuming I, do, I don't know Dave. I, this Dave is before my time. Uh. I think you showed up about the time that Dave booked it with the microscope. Okay. Yes, Sassy. Who the hell is Dave? <laughs> Sassy, Dave was here briefly. You you were like two ships crossing in the night. And why does he have? Well, he he stole. Why is, this. why is that name on the telescope? Well, he stole this, and perhaps it indicates that Dave is now working for Doctor Lancaster. To be clear, uh, Dave's name is not on this microscope. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah. Dr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lancaster's name is on it, but yes. Dave took this, and maybe that implies that Dave 
works for him. Works for him, or was that psycho still alive? Abducted or turned? Yeah. Uh, you hear a pounding on the uh, door of the artifact room, and it's Neff saying, "Guys, guys, the laundry room is flooded." What? Oh shit! What did you put in the Frank, laundry machine? Don't worry about it. What did you put in the laundry machine? Look, have you ever heard the phrase "launder money"? Yes. Okay. Well, then you can see how it doesn't matter. <laughs> we really need to. We really need to kick up our uh, our detective <laughs> lessons if that's where she's at currently. Also, like, Neff a hundred percent knew what she was doing. Oh. She was just trying to make a joke. <laughs> Solid um, pun. <laughs> I'm very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Frank, can you clean that up? Can you do can you do us a solid <laughs> fix it? All right. No. We all have Ooh. our pitch of chores. Let's go see whose laundry turn it is on the chore wheel. Um I think as you say that, uh you take your hand off of the microscope and when you do, you accidentally turn one of the knobs on the side. Your finger just flicks it. There's a crackle of electricity. And suddenly, you find yourselves falling towards the ground. Vince, oh, no. you're still holding the microscope, but suddenly the ground looks gigantic. Oh, no. Another one of the, these. The table <laughs> looks huge in front of you. And you hit the floor, and it all goes black. Someone call Rick Moranis, because I think these kids have been shrunk. I hate myself. Oh, no. If we're little, that means that the flooded laundry room is going to be like an ocean to us. See, this is what happens when you put off chores. Because 100%, that wheel has an arrow pointing towards a (laughs) bottom. It's like a clock stopped today because he never does his fucking chores. <laughs> I really want to turn or it. Usually tries to, usually convinces Frank to do them just because it's been so long since he's oh since it's been done. Oh, Frank has the chore wheel under glass with like a lock on it because Abe keeps trying to move the hands. <laughs> uh, you're rudely awakened by an angry, high pitched chanting. Burn them! Burn them! Burn the, the roaches! Fuck? What? You open your eyes to find yourself surrounded by what look to be giant human-sized mice and yourselves tied to what look like massive number two pencils. Pencil Whoa. shavings are piled around your feet and you notice two mice in particular. One is an extremely old mouse that watches the proceedings with an air of detached authority the other is a mouse that has a book of kitchen matches and has just struck one with a sulfuric snap. The mouse with the match is making its way towards you. Get oh. your hands off me, you damn dirty rats. Oh, 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 he, oh, he did the thing. He called it. Oh, no. Okay, that's pretty bad where we come from, buddy. Oh, and you ho- as a cockroach are gonna, oh, you're gonna regret that. I was Wait, hoping you'd you just be su- What? What? You think we're what? You're cockroaches. You're with the roaches. Uh, how do you? No, you're not. You're just you're roaches not. without shells. Look, you think I can't rip your head off? I've done it before. I'll do it again. It's <gasps> it's exactly what a roach would say. Burn them. Count Alan, shit. burn them. Count the. Wait, wait. Alan? Sorry, not Alan. 
That's another guy from a previous episode. His name's oh. Mike. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> hey, Mike. Mike the mouse Mike. burned them. Um, and I pull I, out my two knives. Oh, you're tied. You're tied to a pencil. Already? I have eaten so much cheese and given it to you all as well. It's me. It's Abe. Uh, go ahead and roll. I'm going to say you can roll two for that. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's a four. That's a four. Uh-huh. I think there's like a, a, a murmur goes through the crowd and Mike, the mouse who's carrying the... Uh, what looks to be like a torch, uh, basically the kitchen match, uh, stops and like stares at you. And then, uh, suddenly the mouse that was l- the older mouse like straightens up. He goes, wait, it is the sky feeder. <laughs> oh, God. Untie the sky feeder, untie the sky feeder. Uh, and two mice run up and un- untie the, uh, I think they're like, red bag twist ties that they had around you and Abe sure. you uh you're carried over to the oldest mouse he's got like gray around his whiskers he goes I am Elder Elwyn what brings you to our humble village and as you look around you realize that there's like a little community made from like chewed up holes in the storage boxes that are underneath the table in the artifact room uh what is essentially going on here is you've stumbled into like a little hamlet of mice. Uh, well, uh, Elder Elwyn, uh, my name's Abe. I, the I Sky Feeder. I guess, we know. Yeah, you call me the Sky <laughs> Feeder. Um, these two are my friends. Uh, can we can we see fit to let them go as well? Uh, Tina, roll at disadvantage. Uh, I did talk shit just now. Fine. Do I need to roll as well? Nah, you're fine. <laughs> I just dropped one. I got, a, I got a two and a four. A two and a four, so the lowest one is uh, no two. but. No, yes but. No, it's a, it's a yes it's, but. Oh, it's a yes but. Um, I think, okay, so as one of them walks up to untie you, uh, they like look into your eyes and like fall back and go, the great destroyer! Yeah! The sky feeder and the great destroyer are here! It's and the I end hiss. times! It's the end times! I hiss at them. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm here too. Uh, Who cares? <laughs> are you... Do, are you a roach or what, what's the deal? Count the limbs. <laughs> uh, you could just be a roach from the wars. I, I, I take it from your attempt to inflame us that you have a rivalry with the roaches. Indeed. They're always attacking the village, stealing our food ever since the horrendous General Kafka took over. (laughs) Kafka took over and there was a bit of a metamorphosis about their behavior. (laughs) Huh? They changed drastically by which I mean. Sure. Yeah, they became extremely aggressive. They mm-hmm. began a, they began attacking our abbey and our villages. Hmm. Really, we should do something about the roaches, though. Just in general, <laughs> they've gotten real bad. The I mean, great sky the feeder two. is here to save us from the roaches, and the great uh, des- he has he has subordinated the great destroyer to aid him in his quest. I want uh, yeah. to be known as the great something by the time this adventure is over. Hey, we're talking over here. <laughs> you, you guys remind me of, of some, some people called the Necropolis. Are they cool? <laughs> uh, 
You all are much cooler. <laughs> so Thank much cooler, you. truly. And we don't know you at all. We just know that. <laughs> but, yeah, I brought I brought the Great Destroyer here to to help in with uh, the cockroach situation. And uh, this guy is our butler. So if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> and trying to look very cool, I like snap my knuckles and I say, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. If the Sky Feeder is here, the Great Destroyer can do us no harm. Sorry, I got I got my gods confused for a second. <laughs> I thought I had him flipped around, but I had him right. Untie the Great Destroyer, and with trepidation, they untie the Great Destroyer, and also and also untie uh, the Butler. Uh, <laughs> can I get anybody anything? Everybody good? Everybody good? All right. <laughs> hey, can I? Uh, quick, where are we? Uh, you guys are under the table in the uh, artifact room. Okay, so we're still in the artifact room. Yeah, among the storage boxes. And Ooh. when we shrunk, our weapons and things shrunk with us. Yeah, um, but what's interesting is, Vince, you had been holding the microscope, and it shrunk with you as you fell. It's nowhere to be seen. Okay. Hi. Uh, so, quick question. Uh, when we when we fell, I, you said you had taken our weapons from us uh, and our objects. Do you have those somewhere? Indeed. Follow me to my hut, the elder's hut. Uh, and he leads you into uh, a box of records that he's essentially just like, the mice have essentially <laughs> chewed a little dome into. So there's kind of like a round room. Uh, he sits records down. These. Uh, <laughs> they're Franks. they're like they're all the taxes that frank carefully filed for years and years oh i thought you meant vinyls i was like who's listening to records there's one steely dan um (laughs) oh my god frank has kids (laughs) (laughs) is it because it's dad rock yeah yes all right uh, That's why CJ likes it now. <laughs> I didn't until two <laughs> months ago, and now I get it. <laughs> he threw away as all his music he... and replaced it with Steely Dan. <laughs> as soon as CJ had that baby, he started crying every time Night Moves came on. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't moves... need to have a kid. <laughs> Night Moves is dad rock. It is I dad rock, and it's not Steely yeah. Dan. Oh, no, it's not Steely Dan, but it's dad rock Bob 101. Bob baby. All right, fair. Bob Seger. All right. Uh, so yeah, he leads you into his little hut and laid out on the floor among little pellets and shavings are your weapons. What's missing though? There, I mean, the cane's there, the cardigan full of glue bombs and smoke bombs is there. Uh, the knives are there. What's not there is the microscope. Hmm. So was there a, and I kind of describe what a microscope is to them, a small thing. It looks like. The tube with glass on either end on a podium. Mm, a tube with glass on a podium. I've not seen such a thing in many years, but I I I know there is one in Great Wall Abbey. Is this yours? Y- yes, we had it when we let's say entered your town. When you fell from the sky as the gods and butler you are. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> it was it was some time before we came and found your mortal forms on the ground. Anything could have happened between when you fell from the sky and when we found you. But I I don't I don't recall there being a tube with glass and a podium. It's do, the only one I know of is in Great Wall Abbey. Do you have uh, scavengers Wait. or whatnot who would collect such items? And- 
scavengers. No, we mice are a proud people. We worship and follow. We, we're we're sort of a we're sort of a, a nomadic people that follow the sky feeder around. Mm. Uh, yeah, that checks hey, out. Can, yeah. Hey, hey, sky feeder, can I have a quick word with you? Yeah, definitely. So what's up? So you knew about the uh, mice and the roaches. Oh, yeah, they follow me around for a lot of the time. That's what I think, that's my guess of what the war was about, is that the cockroaches wanted to be around me, and the mice wanted to be around me, and they did. They went out at it for a little so bit. What, so what I'm putting together here is, in this in this room, we have some of the most powerful magical objects we've ever come across, and you yeah. are eating full meals in here with the door open. <laughs> I wouldn't say full meals, but multiple bags of Fritos. <laughs> yeah. Manna from heaven. Like, this is so funny because, like, in Vince's mind, this is like a safe. You know, like, you have to, like, open the lock, put the thing in, carefully put it in, and leave. And in Abe's mind, <laughs> this is... <laughs> This is just a way to get away, get some peace and quiet, and eat some snack food. Hey, it's like a, you- it's, a, it's like when you when you like take a break in the closet. Exactly. You don't hey, want to be like say uh, working. Like, when are you going to quit I'm- the pretense? Stop eating the fun size bags and just buy a full size freaking <laughs> bag. You're coming in here with ten bags. They were ten. It's ten bags of full size. No. No. <laughs> When I go hard, I go hard, you all. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yes, it seems very dangerous to have any kind of sentient creatures of any kind. By the way, they might have gained their sentience for being around these objects. But to have them... Mm. Oh, yeah, that'd be my guess. Or to that have them sense. around these very powerful magical objects in case either mm. side learns how to use them. Yeah. So what? Now- it would be like a... Sorry. Go Wait, ahead. what? No, you go ahead. No, no, I, I was going to say it was like a nuclear bomb for them. Yeah, sure. I think my thing is just like, what does this have to do with us? We just need to get big again and get out of here. Fair. Uh, they said they ha- they thought they might have seen a uh, microscope in their abbey, they said? Yeah, that's yes. what I heard, too. Great wall abbey, but it's not easy to get in, for you Are must Are you listening pay- to us? <laughs> Why, you're in my house! I understand. <laughs> you're I in our we house. I we were a side conversation, but yes, go on. It's pretty small. I'm a little dude. <laughs> Well, if you if you are listening to this, don't 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 take my uh, judgmental tone as me questioning your God. I I of course I bow. don't I don't care what you think or say. You're a butler. <laughs> wow, who knew mice were classist too? Seriously, <laughs> just because I'm a butler doesn't mean I'm not a human being, which means what? nothing to you. <laughs> Listen, I'm just telling you, it's not easy to get into Great Wall Abbey. You have to pay tribute to the guards or they won't let you in. And as every mice like talks or gestures, I am truly straight up drooling. (laughs) (laughs) Is it? Is everything okay, Great Destroyer? You've got. I'm just, um, I'm a little hungry. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> and I just kind of like, I kind of like lean in and like smell the <laughs> He like really straightens up. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you know what? So I, I, we don't, we don't want to keep you in our village. Uh, tell you what, if you want to get into Great Wall Abbey, you need to bring them the head of a roach. Ugh. 
Uh, okay. Wait, who? So who runs Great Wall Abbey? Ah, old Methuselah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what did I? What did I say? Oh, so I feel we're like in, this is going to be a real Cats the movie episode. That's what I was about to say. So we're not, these aren't mice; these are rats. <laughs> rats, rats. Excuse no, me. no, that's a different. That's a whole different. That's a whole different thing. I get it. Okay, so we bring them the head of a roach, and we'll Bad. be their jellico choice, and we can get to the heavy side later. Oh. <laughs> uh. I don't know what you said, but those words are so nonsense that they actually make me viscerally uncomfortable. <laughs> Let alone if I were to hear them repeated at me for well over an hour mm. with my could, with my parents around Christmas. <laughs> well, uh, Do you think that we could just go to the guards and give them a good old rum tum tugger and they? <laughs> <laughs> Just show him a little skimble shank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Abe has broken every human law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, disgusting. Uh, <laughs> this is now my favorite adventure. <laughs> 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 Old Methuselah the Archivist runs Great Wall Abbey, but in order to get in, you will need to give the guards the head of a roach. However, I know where such a thing can be found. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> there is the cave of no return. And he points um. to the radiator. Hmm. Beneath the warm thing. We haven't got a good name for that one yet. We're working on it. <laughs> You've so well so far. Look, we're, we're, we, don't have, we don't have great names for everything. <laughs> Beneath the big warm metal thing lies the cave of no return, wherein you can find the head of many a roach. So you're saying no one's returned from there. Uh, yeah, j- by is that and where large. the name comes from? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the big warm metal thing is a big warm metal thing, so maybe it's perfect. <laughs> so no mouse has ever returned from the cave of no return. Yes, but no mouse that's gone in there was a god. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Good point. Okay. Mm. And no roach has ever returned from the cave of no return. Oh, so you're saying there's already probably dead bodies there, and we wouldn't need to kill a roach. That's what I'm saying, yeah. You probably couldn't fuck with a roach. They're under the command of General Kafka. They're real, real warlike. They'll kill you dead. Mm. Mm. I'd like to see Good them to try. Hey, James, when this adventure started, what was the temperature outside? I mean, it was warmish. What's happening here? I want to know if the 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 chances of the fern- of it turning on while we're there. Oh, yeah, I see on. what you're driving yeah. at. Um... Yeah, it's spring in Chicago, so it could be fucking anything. That's why I asked. It's an absolute wild card, baby. Real talk. I'm, I'm sweating all right, right fine. now. <laughs> I was gonna say I know what the temperature was before we got shrunk, probably. <laughs> I want to say I want to say it won't, but it's Chicago and it's a radiator, okay. man. It could be anything. All right, I'll say it was. Do we hear I'll, hissing? Uh, not yet. Okay. I'll make you guys roll for it. Okay. okay. Sorry, trying to do this smartly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he gets right, for being well, so fucking smart. Okay. 
to the cave of no return to fight Howie? the big war metal thing. Godspeed. Yeah, let's do it. Godspeed, you great sky Us feeder. Speed. Oh, yeah, yeah, you speed you. You speed you. Well, why do I have to say anything? <laughs> no, you're doing great. You're doing great. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you're a real good elder. I've seen a lot of elders in my day. You're a good elder. I just elder. start pulling him away. <laughs> <laughs> and I look back at them, like, very purposefully, and I say, see you soon. <laughs> All of them, just like their tails shoot straight out in fear. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. Your review helps other people find our show. And if you really enjoyed the show, consider supporting us and all the other great shows on Arcade Audio by going to patreon.com slash arcade audio. There you can talk to the performers on our secret Discord server, get a postcard from your favorite character, or dope Lakeshore and Limbo merch. Write to us on Twitter at Lakeshore Limbo, all one word, or at lakeshoreandlimbo at gmail.com. Sassy is played by Tina Arfay. Find her on Twitter at Tina2Cats. Vincent is played by CJ Tor. Find him on Twitter at CJ Tor. Abe is played by Nathan Kaplan. Find him on Twitter at Nathan Kaplan. Everyone else was played by me, James Harvey Freely. This work is based on Foo, the freeform universal RPG. Found at http colon forward slash forward slash nathanrussell.net slash foo by Nathan Russell and license for our use under the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 Unported License. Our cover art is by Megan McCune. You can see her work at artstation.com slash snippersar. Our music was created by John Monteverde. You can find his work at johnmonteverde.com. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.